Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online. Come unlock your potential freedom through land investing. Here at Land Investing Online, we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, visit landinvestingonline.com. We even have a free Discord with tons of successful investors. Come learn from the best. As always, guys, please subscribe, like the YouTube channel, or Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever you guys are listening to. It means the world to Ron and I. As always, I'm Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Dan. Good to be here. Today's topic, we're going over how we made $500,000 in two months from land flipping off of one county. We're going to dive into the details. We have a piece of paper right here that shows all of the properties we bought and sold in that county. So we're going to walk through how that worked and how that happened on our end. But before we do that, let's get into a question from one of our members. The question is, I'm starting with $10,000. Should I send mail for less than $10,000 property so I can buy them myself? This is a uh, really common, really good question, but it's a common question we get. Uh, people only have five, $7,000 to start. Um, what do they do if they get a piece of land that's worth $20,000? Uh, the answer to this, guys, is get funding for your deals. Do not just try to buy deals yourself. It's not the way to scale this business. Um, so if you're only buying deals that are ten thousand or more, you're pro or or less. I'm sorry, um, you're probably selling for twenty five thousand. So maybe you make fifteen grand on a deal, opposed to buying something for fifty grand, fifty thousand, and selling it for one twenty or something. Then you're making whatever you're partnering up, you're splitting it, you're making thirty five, forty thousand dollars. You and your partner. Uh, so that's the way to do it when you're new. Send land for deals that are five or property offers that are $5,000 all the way up to $100,000, $150,000. That's how you're going to maximize your profit. That's how you're going to scale. And even if you do get one deal that's $10,000, are you just going to do that one deal and then kind of call it quits and wait till you turn that money? That is a very slow way to do it in the way we do not teach. Exactly. And we, we're going to have an episode coming out soon on pros and cons of using your own money versus not. And definitely at first, it's it's really important uh, to leverage other people's money so you can scale. Actually, in any business, that's really the case and it's not different in, in this business as well. But let's get into the show. So how we made $500,000 in two months from land flipping from one county and only 1,200 mailers. So yes, that's crazy. This was a jackpot of a county. Doesn't happen a lot. Before we get into the details, I want to say that we send out a lot of mail and this does not happen all the time. It's something with consistency. Um, you know, if we're sending 20, 30,000 a month with consistency, this kind of stuff does happen. Um, but not every single mailer is going to be like that. And if you're consistent, you will get something like this eventually. It's just a matter of time. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that before we jump into that. But to go over it, like I said, it's just from it was one county, 1,200 mailers, and we got about what, 12 to 15 deals or something around there. Um, so we're looking at a 1% yield ratio with really, really good properties that sold really, really fast. And Ron's going to walk you through a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, it was a like we were sending so much mail and sending to so many different counties. I think looking back at it, like I didn't even realize that how much we were getting in this one county until I looked at it like a week or two later after we were already buying some of these deals. So they were good. I'm like, wow, this county, like we were, we were getting some other deals in other counties that we mailed. And then I just looked, I'm like, wow, we have like eight properties under contract to buy in this one county. And they kept on coming after that. Uh, the first thing that comes to your mind when you get a county like this, one, did I overprice it? Um, so that is a very common thing. You're going to get more purchase agreements when you overpriced. I looked at them and it just wasn't the case, to be honest. Two, is it a bad area that we're not going to be able to sell the land? Um, again, I looked at this 
And I looked at other days on market for properties around it. And that wasn't the case. Uh, so I was, we got really excited when we saw this and all the deals we had coming in. Uh, some of them were small, buy for eight, sell for 20, which are amazing deals. Like those deals really help pay the bills. Um, they help kind of stack on top of the big deals. And then we got some bigger ones, buy 60, sell 140, buy 60, sell 120, um, buy 25, sell 70, I think. And these are flipping fast. Um, so like Dan said, like it's this is not a county that is going to happen every week or every month, maybe not even every year, to be honest with you, but you don't need it to happen. But it's going to happen at some point. Um, Dan can Dan's one that selected this county. I don't think it was anything special he did. He can talk about that more. That's um, a good point. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was anything special with county selection or anything. And that's the common question we get. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. Like everyone always asks, how'd you select this county? We In our course, we have two modules. We have um, a county selection module, just the basic. Um, we don't want people going too, too in depth when it's their, you know, first, second, third, fourth mailer. We want them to get their feet wet the easy way, not spend too much time selecting a county. Um, just follow the test that we provide. And then we have an hour long module in it, our advanced modules which is literally an hour of us diving in, going through the different techniques um, of exactly how we, how we price. And if you, if you do want to see how we selected this county, it is that. But I will say this count, we do that for every county. And this county didn't really stand out in any way. It's not like I sent mail here like, oh, I can't wait for this to hit. Honestly, it, we, like, like any county, we send the mail and forget about it and send the next mail and forget about it. And then the deals start coming in, which brings me to our next point. When you get this many deals so fast, I mean, we bought 12 to 15 properties. We probably had 30 plus properties under contract for a purchase agreement or 20 to 30 properties under contract. So um, I'm just, I, when you get that many properties at once, you really get a little nervous to buy. We have a county right now in a new area, especially when you're unfamiliar with the area. We have a county right now in a new area that we're unfamiliar with and we're just, it's so hard to make those decisions on them. Um, and we have another video on, uh, what do we call it? Deal analysis paralysis yep. or something with that as well. But it's when you get this many, you're like, is there something wrong in the county? Is And you do have to be leery and it could happen, I guess. But in this case, like Ron said, they sold really fast and they're extremely profitable deals. Yeah. Another thing that makes this kind of us, we were second guess. It was the first county in a state um, that we have ever mailed. Uh, yes, we did mail other counties right at the same time or right after this one, but this was technically the first county that we mailed in this new state that we we're testing out. Um, so like Dan said, uh, it, we, we definitely second guess things, but at the end of the day, like a good deal is a good deal. The market was fast in the area. It did really well. We mailed counties around it, did well in counties around it. It was just a good area to be honest, to acquire land. And most of the land in this county, like a lot of times you get I don't know. I don't know if we had 25 under contract, like Dan said, we might've had, if we bought 12, we might've had 18 under contract. The land in this county was really, really good. Like we were getting, nothing was landlocked. Um, there wasn't much flood issues. Like we're getting deals, looking at them. It's relatively flat. And like, there was just not much to be nervous about when we were buying the properties. Like, like we would get our drones there before the drone would tell us like, yeah, that's a good property. And we move on buy the property, get it sold pretty fast. Um, but uh, the biggest thing guys, and actually I want to talk about remailing them um, a little bit. So we did remail this County multiple times and we're still getting deals from it. Uh, and the way we do this is by, I adjust the price based on what happened the first time I mailed it. Um, so obviously as the market goes up, you got to offer a little more. You don't want to just make an offer for the same price. 
you have an advantage and an upper leg on these people when you have a really good county to remail it because you know the prices, you know what you sold things for. I, I priced 100% based on what we were selling things for, not based on what my other data is showing me, but what I personally was selling things for. So I think that's a big advantage, Dan. Yeah, when you have 12 to 15 different data points um, from things we sold, we knew how fast it sold. And honestly, like if we sold things in three days, we knew we were a little underpriced as well if we wanted to push the market a little. And even these big properties, like we had one property that was right next to a graveyard, the buy 60 sell for 110 or whatever, 120, whatever we sold it for. That was next to a graveyard and had defects and had a road going through the middle of it as well. And it still sold relatively mm -hmm. quickly. Like when you have properties that aren't ideal or perfect in that way and they're still selling quickly like that you know something's good with the market but what i loved about this county is we had such a variety of properties right we had six figure properties and then we had we bought some five we had a five sell 15 seven sell 20 four sell 14 like it wasn't just these big properties it was really because ron ron talked about the other day how if we only sent based on that question actually we asked right wasn't that the question this show um if you only offer 10, so yeah, if we only offered $10,000 or less properties on this, we would have only acquired, I mean, we still would have done very well with it. We would have acquired four, four properties, but think of if we only offered that and we didn't have this buy 17, sell 70 or whatever, buy 60, sell 145, whatever that was. Um, and that's what Ron's saying, the leverage other people's money. And that's what I wanted to get into is we had to leverage, this was early on in our career as well. We had to leverage other people's money to come up with you know, $500,000 to, to buy these properties. Um, we wouldn't have been able to do this alone. We did buy a lot of them with our own money, I think, but we also mm -hmm. leveraged out and um, got deal funding for a lot of them as well. Exactly. That's a good point. Um, if we would have just offered $10,000 or less, like we're sitting here making 40 or $50,000 on a county instead of 500,000 or close to 500, right around there. I haven't added the numbers up exactly, but uh, that, that's a really good point. Like, and, and that brings it full circle. It's our question to start. And that should be an example exactly why you should not do that. Like that is not the way to maximize your profits. Like Dan said, we uh, got deal funding on a lot of these deals. After we remailed, we probably got about 18 to 20 deals. I don't know exactly, to be honest. We're selling one this week. I know, I think it was buy for five and sell for like 18. And they just keep coming. Like we'll still get, and I'll probably mail this a third time. Like people always ask me about remailing. People always ask us about saturation too, Dan. Yeah. Like if there's saturation in the market, why can I keep on mailing the same county and keep on getting really good deals? Exactly. Um, we did another county right by this. Same thing. The first time we only got one deal and we made like $15,000, which is great. Um, I mailed it again a couple months later and all of a sudden these people want to sell. Life thing, things change in life for these sellers and they're all of a sudden willing to sell their land for whatever, under market value, whatever they feel it is but they're getting quick cash. Um, so that's a really good point on this guys. Like there isn't like, yeah, there's going to be some competition with this, but as far as market saturation, I shouldn't be, if it's saturated, I shouldn't be able to remail a county and keep on getting deals three and four times per year, um, the same county, but life situations change. And then people are willing to sell their land and they want that our, our, what we provide is a real service to them. Yeah. And this is land. It's not their house. So they're not, they don't need this land. And I always tell people that too, this isn't like a house where you need a house to, you know, for shelter, you know, survival purposes. This is land. You don't need it for survival. If you have a kid going to college and you need money or you have to pay taxes or whatever your situation is six months ago, think of everyone's life six months ago. So what, what is it? It's we're in June now. Yep, so. It's June. So that would have put us January 1st. I'm thinking of my life, January 1st. I didn't know a tax bill. 
um, you know, if you own different cars, like things just change. Like kids in college now, that's not my situation, but you know, things just changed from six months ago to now. Yep. So this is land. This isn't a survival thing. This is one way they can liquidate and get capital very quickly from us. Think um, about inflation and uh, the stock market. Where where is the stock market true. inflation January first? Um, the stock stock market was coming off one of its best years, and yeah. I don't I don't know the data. And now it is one of its worst losses ever to start the first six months of the year. Um, so just think about the money, the liquidity. Like people were paying what whatever. They're paying 10, 15% more for groceries for daily needs than they were at the, uh, at on January 1st, essentially. Yeah. What was gas prices January 1st? I know we just hit a national average of $5, I think today or yesterday. I would guess 250 to 310 maybe. I mean, where I was, gas was always pretty cheap and obviously kept on going up. Um, I was in a small city in South Carolina, but I would guess it was 50%, maybe, maybe a little more than 50%, but. I mean, gas has doubled. It's crazy how quick things change. So it's just showing we, we dove really into that. But the purpose of that was really just showing how much life can change in six months for people, especially if they need to liquidate assets in a, in a market like this. We're getting a little off topic. Let's let's bring it back then, because I think people want to hear about that five hundred thousand dollars we made on one county. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's talk about like the turnaround time, I think. Um, so we mailed this county. I don't know. I'm, I don't know the exact days. Just say we mailed it last or mailed it some June. I don't know when it was, honestly. Um, like when when did we send our money out? How how long was the deals? Um, so to answer that question, like those twelve properties for the from the first time we mailed, we probably acquired all in about four to six weeks. So within four to six weeks, we owned these twelve properties. A lot of them we did get deal funded. Some of them we paid for ourselves. Um, and then these all sold, Dan. I, I want to say eight weeks might be the longest. I, I I know I'm I stretch things out a little more than you. And you probably are you probably will say four or six weeks because it was really fast. Um, but by by within eight weeks after we bought the property, we probably made half a million dollars or just just near half a million dollars. Yeah. Um so we sold we we uh we sent the mail four to six weeks later, we owned all this land. And then within eight weeks, so about 14 weeks, three and a half months or so, we had made half a million dollars on one county um, because we decided to send a real big range of prices, not just to that low, low prices. Um, but it happened really fast. It was a like Dan said, it's one of our best counties, if not our best county. Yeah, it's actually an unbelievable county, like thinking back and just thinking of the numbers that I'm looking at. And that's what I have in front of us. If I don't know if you guys can see that. We wrote out every single deal. That's what we keep looking down at this paper. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I keep looking at that. We wrote down what we bought it for, what we sold it for and the profit on it. Um, and yeah, these these sold very, very fast. There's a couple, I'd say, I'd say 80 plus percent of these sold within the uh, a week or the first five, six days, like this, especially the smaller ones, those ones we sold for like around seven, 15 to $30,000 sold very, very, very fast. Um, one did take longer to sell the one Ron's talking about. And that's the one we were under contract for this. Um, I think it was like 17 acres or something. We were under contract like two or three different times and the buyers kept just something happened. Um, but the, the great thing about these two, they are almost all cash. So we, mm -hmm. we can close them really, really quick. And that's what made us able to make that 500,000 in two months like we did because how quick close low uh, contingencies on their offers. They were just really, really high demand. So people put really attractive offers in. You want to talk about the, uh, the landfill a little bit, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. So we <laughs> bought, I'm trying to, I was looking for that one on here. 25, 2540, 25, We bought a property. It was 20 acres. Nice property. Um, did have an easement going through the Southern. It was two parcels 
um, yeah, two parcels next to each other, north and south. And the southern parcel had uh, easement going straight through the middle of it. That was the big defect on it. Um, and then that easement took you to someone else's property behind it. And we bought it and we noticed the, the description on one of the properties said something about a landfill. And we did dive into it a little bit, but we didn't do enough due diligence on it. Um, we didn't know. I called the county. They were telling me it's buildable, all this different stuff. And we're like, whatever, we can buy it. Um, I know we went down. We got this price lower, right? Yeah, I think we were probably under contract for 30 or 33, maybe. I think it was 35, actually. Was it? And then we got them down. Um, so we bought 20 properties, just over $1,000 an acre. And we're like, wow, this is a really good price. So yeah, we, we thought one property was a landfill and the other was fine. Ends up, they, <clears throat> they both were classified as a landfill. Um, so this property we put on the market and it got so much attention. People were going out there and then we got under contract. People were giving us escrow and then they're like, wow, this is a landfill. And we're like, yeah, it is, but we have this. And we ended up going back and forth with the EPA. And I actually got a hold of someone after a while in the county. I can't remember what his position. He was with the health department. Yep. And he, I told him exactly the situation. I sent him, we had a document from the EPA's office showing where the landfill was exactly. And we used this and we... um we knew that part of that property or a good portion of that property never was a landfill, right? So anyone who's listening and they don't know what a landfill looks like, you couldn't notice this was an old landfill. You couldn't see anything really. If you were looking on a satellite map, you could see like a little circle around part of it, um, but it was all grown over with trees and stuff. You could just see those trees were newer and there's some indications of it. So it didn't, it wasn't like a dump that was just, you know, had a bunch of dirt yep. in it. It was all grown over lot of good stuff and the problem with this everyone's probably asking what's the problem if the land's fine you gotta this is rural america you gotta dig a well right under that and you're gonna go straight through a landfill to get your drinking water and your house water that's where the issue is and those toxins can leak out um, and it can get extremely dangerous and anyways long story short we bought this property for 25 i think we had it listed for 65 was getting a ton of attention mm -hmm. we ended up dropping it down to forty-five thousand dollars and selling it so we still made a, a good chunk of change on this property but that was the mo the biggest defect of property we've ever bought and we still almost doubled our money on it yeah I, I don't suggest buying landfills like going around and trying to buy landfills we were very fortunate and we did our due diligence before but we probably didn't do as good a job as like i said this was one of our this was early on in our career. So we learned a lot from this county. Uh, and when you buy as many deals as we did in this county, you're going to run into some different issues. Um, Dan did a really good job getting them down on price. We probably could have gotten them down more, to be honest. He bought it from a, he bought it for 5,000 or something. He bought it for $5,000 from a tax auction or something. Yeah. And it was still uh, insurable, which is good. Um, I wouldn't have bought it if we couldn't insure it, if the title couldn't insure that. Um, but uh, we learned a lot from that county. That land, it, it did have me nervous for a little bit, but Daniel did a really good job talking to the health department, talking to the EPA, and they were getting like, the reason the, count, the county didn't want liability, they incorrectly, they uh, illegally closed the, the landfill whenever it was, I think it was like 30 years ago. They never opened it. They never filed it or something like that. With the EPA. So yeah. you got to file for a landfill with the EPA or something. So the county to protect themselves kept on telling, they were getting 10 or 15 calls every single day from our potential buyers. And they were just telling them like, no, you can't build on it because they just wanted liability protection for them. So we had to go to the EPA. We had to go to the health department and kind of explain. We showed them the, uh, the map we had of where the landfill is. And then they got approval for building on the northern lot. The southern one was an active landfill at one time. The northern one was not. Um, 
so it was a it was a crazy deal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, would you would you do that deal again, Dan, with those numbers, or what, what would you, if you went back? Like, there's no way we would have bought it. I, I would have bought it. I would have gone back. I think we could have got that for twelve thousand bucks, to be honest. I mean, and you would have, if you knew the top property they could build on. Yes, correct? if I knew the top property, I would have tried to do more. And we thought that originally, though. We yeah. I did think that's that what originally. they told us. That's what the yeah. county told us originally until they started getting all nervous yeah. with all these people and liability. I think. Um, so when we did our due diligence, they said, yeah, you can build on the top one. Then we put it up for sale and they're telling all these sellers like, no, both of them are landfills. And then we had to go to the EPA, to the health department. And, and I called them. I'm like, why are you telling everyone you can't build on my northern property? I have a map that shows you from the EPA. And I was talking to the health department from the EPA that shows you where the landfill was and that this northern's buildable. And he had no idea. He's like, you have a map. Can you send that to me? And then his whole thing changed and I sent it to him and I followed up and he ended up being really good and working with us. And then he give, gave us like written approval that you could build on the yep. northern property. Yeah. But I think that kind of covers that whole county, Dan. I mean, it was a, like I said, like, like we said, it was our best county, I would say. Like we've had counties where we've made a ton of money, but the speed of this was unbelievable with this county. Yeah, exactly. And, and to sum it up, it was like 12 to 14 deals, um, all very profitable, averaged over, you know, doubling our money plus more. And it, it ended, the speed of this county was so fast, so fast. This was, this was incredible. And I'm excited for our next county like this. It does happen. We have one right now that we're kind of in the same ballpark as this. But if you guys, if you guys are curious to how to do this, just send a large volume of mail for a long time and one of these will come for you. Exactly. I don't have much more to say. You good? Let's wrap it up. So thank you guys for joining. Again, visit landinvestingonline.com. We have a free discord with tons of successful investors. If you guys want a free consultation with Ron and I, if you guys are serious about land investing and maybe don't know where to start, go to our website, landinvestingonline.com. Click the start here page. And it will take you through step one through three. Um, step three is a consultation with Ron and I, 15 minutes, and you can ask us any question you guys want. Again, please like and subscribe this video. Other than that, thanks for joining. We'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.